This is the Fade You Podcast recording on Friday, December 11th. My name is Matthew James. Kmart, unavailable tonight. Something about sushi. Chris Duke is here with me tonight. Chris, we haven't done this in a while. No, we've been missing out. We're waiting for Kelly, and she came back. We're ready to fire off a pod. That's right. Kelly Stewart joining us again. Kelly, thanks again. Uh, your second time on our our little operation here. Thanks for coming back. Of course. You guys are too funny. Uh, you guys have got a lot of free time on your hands living in California. I'm sure you can crank out a couple of pods every week. That's yeah. true. That's true. There's absolutely nothing to do here right now. Unless you're Jen hardcore on K-State first half over. <laughs> <It> sounds like <laughs> yeah. it. And Chris is busy degening on Kevin Sumlin. Chris, you you took Arizona down 14 nothing. You took 20 and a half and 37 and a half. They're going to lose 42 <laughs> to 40, Matt, okay? Here we go. Oh my god, if you say so. How far has he fallen, huh, from beating uh, Nick Saban in Alabama and to getting killed at home by 40, huh? Well, it, ha- it helps when you have a quarterback like Johnny yeah. Manziel. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. I said this a week ago. I said, why aren't we fading Sumlin every single week? And, and of course, they play on a Friday game in a rivalry, and we're not on it. And, oh, my God, just brutal. You would think that this would be the game they would show up. I mean, I have no action on it to cheer one way or another, but you would, in theory, think, like, if there's going to be one game right. that we can get him to coach his ass off, this might be it. Well, it's funny you say that that one game they show up a few weeks back, I think it might've been the first game they played. You know, who was on Arizona as a dog was Dennis against SC. Yeah. And so we laid all the points with SC and he actually won that because they showed up for that game. And then I think they've just gotten a piss beat out of them. Thank every you for single reminding week. me for that absolutely horrific fade there. I mean, I know Dennis is just gold, <sighs> but that's right. I remember being like, I don't like this one. What am I thinking? That's the problem with Dennis. You got to play them all. You do. And Chris, you say that all the time. Like, I hate it when Dennis is on like a contrarian home dog. I just think like, oh, fuck. It never happens. It like happens like once in a blue moon and you're like, this is not right. I don't want to do this. But you just have to like blind. If you're going to fade, it's the same thing if you're going to tail, right? Like if you let's say you buy a tout, right? And you're going to buy his plays. Like you got to play them all. You can't just go, yeah, I disagree with him here. Or I agree with yeah. him there. It's, it's either all or nothing. It's the same thing with Dennis. If, if this man's truly hitting like low 40% lifetime, that's just as good as somebody hitting, you know, high 50% lifetime. Exactly. So you've so, got, you've got to fade accordingly. Yeah. My buddy, Greg fades. He's in our little group text, our other one. And he got all pissed. I said, dude, why is your account down? Why are you losing? He goes, I didn't fade. Uh, I took BYU with Den. I said, and Coastal, and Den was, had four bets. He did Coastal, he did BYU first quarter, first half full, and second half. So he went 0-4, and, and that guy took the brunt of it. And I said, that's a huge, that's like an eight-unit swing there by you riding instead of fading. So you just can't do it. Even if you think it's the right side, you just got to put, put that aside and, and fade, yeah. The other thing you can't do is you can't jump off the train when you expect him to regress. And Chris, last Sunday was like the perfect example of that. He was so scum all day Sunday that he, he's just losing like almost everything. So by the time you get to Sunday night and he's like, what, five and 16 or something yeah. like that. 
and you're like, oh, right. And so I laid off the Sunday night ones with the Chiefs. I'm like, okay, is he really going to lose four more? And he did. He yeah. found a way. Buddy, yeah, yeah, you definitely, you're right. He said, I'm going to take my money and lose. I said, if it goes four and you're going to be pissed. And, he, and sure enough, everything, team total under, Broncos. <laughs> Broncos second quarter team total over. Like, what, what is he doing? He's, he's trying to get creative, Chris. Yeah, he thought that the – which they did. It was actually funny. It looked like it was going to play for him because the Chiefs started out slow. I'm like, oh, man, they're going to get repped for their normal – 21 in the second form, and they just never did. They ended up scoring, what, seven? Or... Wild. Yeah, that was uh, – some guy – we post Dennis tonight and some guy on Twitter, how's he been doing lately? I haven't been following. Well, you missed five and 26. So, good job. Yeah. I mean, and Chris, he's not going to go 19% for a prolonged period of time. Like, he's going to win some back. He went three and three last night. It's going to happen, but like you guys have just been talking about, you have to live with the long-term results. Like, don't fade Den for a weekend and expect that you're just going to get rich. Like, you kind of have to ride the highs and lows. And and the thing with Den, there's going to be more lows over a long period of time. Yeah. And Kelly, how hard is that for people? Like, you're more obviously way more in the industry than we are. How hard is it to to tell people, and, and it just falls on deaf ears so often that if you're a sports better do not expect to get rich in two weekends. Like you have to go, this is a long-term proposition. It's like, it's like buying a stock. I want to tell people to stop thinking they're going to get rich ever. Yeah. You're laying 11 to win 10. These guys that we see flashy guys, tout guys on Instagram things. It's all a facade. It's all bullshit. They're making money off their pick sales, not off their actual bets. Now, Granted, if you just went two and one every single NFL Sunday and you were able to get down millions of dollars on those three bets, sure, you could. But most people don't have the bankroll to begin with. And that's the real issue. I think we, I don't know how much you guys listen to the VEASAN guys, but there was a, a duffel bag boy yeah. there that came in and, and, you know, he, but he never, you know what, now he's gone. Where did he go? Yeah. You know where he went? Back to work. Yeah, because he did not practice good bankroll management. And that's really ultimately the issue here. Look, yeah. I play all of Dennis's fades just straight the same unit every single time. I don't try to get creative. I don't try to do anything nuts with my own stuff. Sure, there's things I like more than others. So I play, you know, a three, four or five unit play. But with then you just have to take him for what he is and know that he's going to lose long term and just bet it flat. Yeah. Did you have a good Sunday then, fading him last Sunday? So I had, a, I had a really good Sunday myself, and then that on top of it made life really good. So, yes, thank you, guys. I had a, I had a very good Sunday. Those are Sundays like that are like, damn it, why am I not betting like two or three dimes against him? Right. But right. It, it just is what it is, and that goes against everything that I, I can sit up here on my pulpit and at Bleacher Report and say – good bankroll management and then totally not do the same. Uh, I try not to be a hypocrite. So I, I just bet them everything for a nickel. Plus, honestly, let's be real. Like for my stuff, this is probably one of the, this weekend, I probably have more plays than I've had in a really long time. College football has really been pretty slow for me this year. NFL, I probably have four, maybe five plays 
a weekend. And then when you throw in Dennis's stuff, that's a lot of quantity for me. Yeah. And it just is what it is because at some point in time, he's going to have a winning week. It might not be this week, might not be next, but one of those weeks where I, if I, if I decided to hammer that week, that's probably when uh, he may, may finally get to have somebody leave him a nice envelope on his desk. Yeah. Yeah. And Matt and I were talking, I mean, I think all of us, obviously probably a lot of sharps like you, and us had the same mindset. We're like, wow, last week was either going to be just a great week for us sharps or a bloodbath. And it ended up a lot of dogs covered everything, you know, a lot went our way. A lot of the double digit dog, I think they went three and one with Jags and Broncos and all those teams, you know, giants winning outright. So yeah, it was just a great, great day. And actually you were talking about regression with Dan. I, I keep kind of being very nervous like when's my regression coming like I know it's coming this has been a really this has probably been the longest stretch I think it's a five-week stretch I have to look at uh, my spreadsheet here of of winning weeks and uh, NFL which is really hard to do oh, I mean so hard. the NFL we know is just such a tough market so but guys like Den help you out I mean there's times where I maybe would would have went one in three and uh, you know we have a couple of fade buddies ourselves. We always joke about that. Uh, my buddy, Sammy P has introduced the Twitter world to the bartender. I think <laughs> yeah. the bartenders won two games because he only plays like one or one or two games a week. And it's one primetime game. Always. It's always a primetime game that he picks. It seems like, and you know, every week it doesn't matter. He loves, you know, whatever. I think he won the saints against the bucks. I think that was the last winner he had. So what was that a month ago? Yeah. yeah i've seen that popping up on twitter that's great i mean and the fades are fun too like there's a couple people we don't have too many followers yet but there's some people that that post some funny ass gifs on the dentist posts and and they talk so it's just it's fun when you find that person that has just an uncanny ability to find losers and like chris he was on what were the two he was on raiders second half and saints second half on sunday yeah and we're watching in joe's little cavern there and but like simultaneously, the Raiders fumble and Taysom Hill for the Saints fumble, and we're just going. It's, it's absolutely incredible sometimes when it just when it sinks up like that, and you, you can just imagine guys like Dennis or people like the bartender just saying, "Well, fuck," and yeah. just. How does this happen to me? <laughs> why does this always happen to me? Yeah, no, I I think the big the big thing is, and I've realized this that it's. I can put in all of these hours every day, all week long, grind out football season. And at the end of the day, I'm trying to achieve the unachievable week in and week out. And that's for me about 60%, right? Like if I hit 55%, I'm not happy. And it's a problem. (laughs) I think living in Vegas has made me a little jaded, but those little nuggets from these guys help you get over that threshold. But I think what it really is, is that, they don't put in any work probably or very minimal work and fading them is better than the work you put in yourself. And it makes you feel better about, I mean, let's just be honest. I, I couldn't pick losers like that. If I wanted to, I have a buddy that's in the, uh, the circuit contest. He was in the bottom 15 and he's like, I'm going to go for the booby prize or Bobby, (laughs) whatever the fuck it is. Right. And he's like, he's like, Cal, give me five losers. And it went two and three. And he goes, you only gave me two. Uh, you only gave me uh, two, two losers. And I was like, I'm sorry. I was trying to pick out what I thought was absolutely terrible. I went, I went three of my 
three against three of my picks. They ended up going two and one, but it was like, he was so frustrated with me that it shouldn't be this hard to pick five losers. Well, that's the deal. It's just as hard to pick five losers as it is five winners. Yeah. Well, it's like the same logic we talk about when we talk about sharp side, ugly dogs, something like that. Chris, I try to tell you this all the time. You can't just blindly pick every ugly dog. They're not all going to win. So like if you, this week's actually a pretty good example. You have like <laughs> Saint, you have like Saints Road favorite laying around seven. You have Packers Road favorite laying around seven. You got a bunch of square popular sides, but like Kelly said, it, you just can't fade all of them. Like if you lay the points on all those, you're, you're not going to lose every single one. It's just it's kind of what we're talking about. You're we're not in the business of perfection. And the sooner you embrace that as a sports better, the better off you're going to be long-term. Because, I mean, look, people are competitive. People are perfectionists. People want to fire 70%, 65%. But, Kelly, like you said a minute ago, it's just it's just not something that's realistic. For even the best that, guys, in the business. I want to win every single game. And it has nothing to do with monetary value. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's just people are competitive. It's like, like those mm-hmm. of us that play – I'm in a fantasy football league that's 17 years running. And we're starting our fantasy. Are you even old enough for that? <laughs> it started when I was back in, oh my God, 2004. Yeah, I was for sure in high school. And, uh, and we're still going 17 That's years awesome. later. And we start our fantasy playoffs this week. And yeah, of course, everybody wants to win, but it's just, it's a crapshoot. It's luck. So it's, it's yeah. When you have like 85 players get hurt every single year. Oh my we, God. This... We, we changed my team name to the KIV curse um, <laughs> because that's exactly what it is. Every single year, our number one draft pick ends up being hurt, a bust, or sits on the bench like Le'Veon Bell did a few years ago. Yeah. And every single time people don't believe me. And I'm like, no, 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 it happens. And CEH uh, this year for the chiefs, absolute bust. Could have went a couple different ways with the number one pick at seventh overall. Then, then Dak coming out of nowhere oh. in the fifth round. Dak was just magical because he had to throw the ball downfield because they were down so much every single game. And then mm-hmm. Dak gets hurt. And I was like, wow, this is real. I, I really am never going to win a fantasy football league championship in, like a, in a high-stakes environment. I've done it tons of times for peanuts. It never fails. Yeah. I would argue, and it, this totally depends on the league you're in, but I would argue, and it depends on who you're in the league with, fantasy football can be more humbling than betting. Like my home league, 17 years running. I mean, if I lose, I'm the one seed. If I lose in the first round, I am going to get shit on for the next year until next year's draft. And it, it, it really can. Uh, if you're in a, a, a really dedicated league with buddies, it, it can just be so fucking humbling when it, when it doesn't go your way like that and you have a miserable season. Yep. People never forget. No, definitely not. It'll find fun ways to remind you year round. All right, let's get to some games. Uh, Kelly, I see at halftime K state is uh, actually up seven points on Milwaukee. That's a good bounce back over the wow. loss to Fort Hayes state. <laughs> you know, uh, my buddy Paul texts me, he goes, how can you not take, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, or whatever. And I was like, dude, I haven't even looked at college basketball yet. I was like, but yeah, it looks too easy. I go, see, K State probably wins this game by 20. So we'll see how it plays out. They're right on pace. I'm sure they pushed that first half wide. So I always have a hard time right now with college basketball. I'm trying to like teach my classes during the day, and there's a thousand fucking games. It's unbelievable. 
with, with college football and NFL, at what point do you start to, to take a look at college basketball and, and kind of get in that mindset? Well, this year I'm going to start looking a little bit earlier, like probably in the next week or so, um, along with NBA, as, because NBA is starting on Christmas oh. Day. And that's only because I think the bowl games are going to be a real bust. I don't think we're going to see much action. We're already seeing uh, colleges opt out and things of that nature. So we'll see who ends up playing and, and maybe if I have the time. But college football has really been on the back burner for me for the last couple of weeks. Anyway, as I mentioned, this has been a really unprecedented NFL season. And if I can keep it going, then that's going to be my main focus. And I learned several years ago that in November, well, really October, as soon as you get started, you know, hitting a stride in college football and, and uh, NFL, then now you've got to catch up for college basketball because it usually starts like right around the first of November. Um, and I told myself I'm done doing that. That was uh, – two years ago. And I said, okay, I'm not going to start doing college basketball until January. So right on pace for that. We'll see. And I think that's because a lot of people try to have their focus on too many things at one time. Like, as you mentioned, you've got children to teach. <laughs> you, you cannot be focusing on college basketball, NFL and college football. You know, you guys are in um, some Vegas based contests and stuff like that. Like there's only so much of you to go around and once I realized, hey, look, this makes, you know, this much sense, okay? If, if NFL started to maybe take a dive, maybe I'd be like, okay, I'm just done with NFL. But, you know, right now it's, it's doing well. So uh, outside of just cheating on Ken Palm, if you guys don't have a Ken Palm yeah. uh, membership for $20 a year, you're really missing out on life. Now, I know that the bookmakers use those numbers as well, but there's some really great insight, and, and I think it helps you with your cheat sheets. Um, and so if I, if there's something like, oh, I want to look at this game or I want to watch this game and I want to put a little action on it, I'll head over to there. But other than that, I have not done a damn thing in college basketball. It's kind of wild. Yeah. It's, it's jarring to watch it on TV. Who was playing the other night? Duke was playing. All Coach K is doing is whining about the season right now. But whoever Duke about, was right? playing the other night, watching Duke at home with no fans there just – I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't even know if I'm having fun watching this. Like when you, when you look forward to handicapping college basketball, Chris, you can talk about this. So much of college basketball is that small gym with those few thousand fans and the student section going nuts. And how do you approach handicapping a sport like that? It's one thing with college football when it's a big ass wide open stadium, not everybody shows out other than certain stadiums get packed, but college basketball, when there's not fans packing the gym, making noise, I mean, it's that's such a huge part of home court advantage in college. What the fuck are we supposed to do with that? It's tough. Yeah. What are you supposed to do with that? I mean, look, here you have a, like you mentioned, Duke team, K-State. When I was at K-State, that was such a good home court advantage. KU, tons of schools have great, and they have jack shit. I mean, college football has jack shit, but at least – uh, that's, I think, a smaller percentage of the home field advantage, right? Of course, it's still home field advantage. Of course, Death Valley at night in Baton Rouge is worth about six points. The wide out for Penn State, sure. But yeah, it's nuts. I mean, college basketball and those closer environments, some of those smaller courts, as you mentioned, the fans are like right on top of you. It, it, it means a lot. And you just have to just cancel it out completely, right? I mean, we basically have seen that there is no home field advantage in the NFL this year. And we just wiped it out. It's not even something to talk about. Yeah. 
Chris, you got anything on that? Just trying to figure out what to do with no crowds in college basketball. I know we've done a little bit of college basketball so far. Yeah. Trying to I mean, nail that down. Dan was on Duke, so obviously we had Spartans that yeah. night. And they covered both first half and full. But, yeah, like I'm interested to see – like I'm interested to see St. Mary's tonight. They're at home. Yeah. I didn't think that's a true home game, but they're one of those places where like if BYU comes to town or Boise State, those schools, like that's a tough game for them because they're fired up, you know, for that, that little ESPN2 game or whatever it might be. And obviously we know up there in NorCal they're strict about the no- – So, yeah, we'll see. Do I think St. Mary's is like minus 18 or something? We'll see if they cover that big number or, if, you know, the road team can keep it close because they're not as fired up with no fans. That gym is really cool, by the way. There's an alternate universe where I would have gone to St. Mary's in a graduate program and moved to Southern California instead and met Chris, unfortunately. But I went and toured St. Mary's and walked through that gym. And it, it it's so small and intimate and it it's really cool. Probably only seats like, I don't know, 2,500 people or something like that. So awesome though. But um, college football, Kelly, how are you approaching conference championship games? You mentioned that bowl season is going to be a humongous bust. I feel like there's some of these middling teams that are just mailing it in at this point. I mean, look at Arizona tonight. You're down 42-7 against your biggest. You can't even get up for that game. So should we be very cautious with the college football season winding down with way totally varying degrees of motivation. There's tons of, of spots this week that I would have normally been on in a, in a a very normal college football season, right? I would have totally been on LSU as a look ahead spot against Florida, right? I would have totally been on Arkansas as a look ahead spot for Alabama for that sec championship game. These are a lot of points we're asking these teams to cover. I didn't end up firing on either because I don't know how much that really matters this year. It feels like the motivating factor is we know Alabama is going to be good. So why does Alabama give a shit about playing Florida in the SEC championship game? Alabama could probably still get in regardless, Mm -hmm. right? Look, you're looking at Alabama as a 12-point favorite. Looks like, uh, yeah, Circa just tweeted these not that long ago. 12-point favorite. To Florida on a neutral side, obviously, that doesn't really matter this year. But it still is one of those things where does Alabama really give a shit about Arkansas? I would love to think that Arkansas, who's really kind of had a, um, a season where they've superseded expectations and they've done okay, that maybe they might get up big for this game. We'll see. I'll probably be kicking myself when Arkansas loses by 10 or something equally mm-hmm. stupid. But – this is just one of those years where I'm very hesitant to fire. I mean, half, it feels like every week there's one or two games that I bet they get canceled. The only game that I bet this weekend was in a complete letdown spot from, from Coastal Carolina. Den was on BYU. I didn't even get involved in that game. And then there I was betting on Coastal Carolina. And I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, they're the square dog, aren't they? Nope. They sure have proved themselves a lot this year. This yeah. game against Troy was scheduled a, about a month ago, and I took Troy then. The line's still the same. That's the funny part about it. It was 13 and a half then. It's 13 and a half now. Yet, look at how many things have changed over the last few weeks. So, I, I do think that Coastal will go undefeated. But I also believe that Troy will keep it close, especially at home. They've been a great underdog over the last few seasons for me. So, there there's spots, but I, I've been picking and choosing and being very cautious. As I mentioned, usually – 
with college football, there's no uncertainty, right? And it seems like this year there is just so much that uh, we've even seen the wise guys here in town very, very um, lightly will play games. John Murray told me yesterday, this is the first time they've seen a very respected handicapper bet a college game since week two. That's nuts. He hadn't wow. walked into the Westgate since week two. And uh, he bet Virginia Tech minus two. So hopefully uh, gets to the window because I, I ended up joining them. I'm not surprised to hear that because I, I'm just trying to put myself in the perspective of these, these really sharp groups. The most frustrating thing as a better is uncertainty like you talked about. And so in a season where that's just added from every angle, it's like, why the fuck am I going to get down on this early in the week? I mean, the game could get canceled tomorrow for all I know or postponed. It's like, what am I doing? So I, I was going to ask you about Troy. That's interesting. You say that Chris, everybody in the world watched coastal Carolina in what was really honestly one of the best games I've watched this season. And you know, all the Dennis's of the world are going to be, Oh my gosh. Coastal upset BYU. They're ranked all the way up to what, 13th or so by the committee. I don't even care what the line is. Give me, I'm going to lay the points with Coastal Carolina tomorrow. How do you feel about that Troy pick as a sexy home dog? Oh, yeah. I love my home dogs. Uh, I'm with Kelly too. Uh, I want to pull the trigger. I saw the plus 32 or whatever it was on Arkansas, and I can't you when, uh, you know, We've seen what Bama went by 50, like the last five games. They're just destroying Kentucky, destroying LSU, destroying everyone. Um, so I'll probably go ahead and root for the Hogs um, because I'm more insane than Kelly and I'll just, I don't care about money. I, I don't do care it. about money. But yeah, <laughs> I don't care. I'd rather the glory of covering than winning that that unit. No, I'm just kidding. But, but um, And I'm assuming Dan might be on the Bama. So there's that too. But yeah, Troy getting 13 and a half. Why not? I mean, it's and I think a lot of sharps are also fading. I think they're fading both BYU and uh, just after that duel they had. It's just like everyone's thinking, oh, BYU bounce back, but the Aztecs are tough. I think they're catching 17 and a half against BYU. Maybe they'll um, come out slow. And then, yeah, Troy's going to want to beat them. They're, I mean, this is – I don't think a team – what's that team they're in? It's like the, the Sun Belt or something. Yeah. I don't think the team has ever gone undefeated, and, and Coastal Carolina's trying to – trying to do that. So I know Troy's going to be up for that game big time. Kelly, do you ever get in on the under in the army Navy game? No. And I laugh every single time because it's just like free money and I never bet it. Cause I always keep thinking, God, this is like an NFL game five years ago with this total. It's like, this is going to be the year that it's 24, 21 or something like that. And then every single if year, I bet I- it, that's what, that's what will happen. Right. That's just how this works. Like, if you either have been riding it for years, it'll be fine. But because I, it'll be the first time I go to jump on, it's going to lose. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm going to lay off, and I'm fully expecting it to be 6-3 at halftime. And I'm going to just want to <laughs> shoot myself in the head. Just mm-hmm. absolutely brutal. Chris, I don't know. What do you think? Do you want to get on that? 14 years I in saw, a row. I know. I saw – what's his name? Uh, one of the guys on ESPN – uh, said it yes he's like it's it's my it's my best play of the year the last five years and I thought same thing as Kelly last year I'm like there's no way it's gonna go it's this is gonna be the year and I sure enough I look at it I'm like oh there's another 16-10 game missed out on it again so yeah I mean I think I heard a I don't know, someone on John Murray might have been Kazarian or someone on John Murray uh, was saying that the a lot of the armed forces when they play each other 
is just it's just my thing it's like 60 something percent like over the last decade when army or air force or navy they're playing each other they just run it and it's just you know ground and pound games so and they're tough opponents too i remember what was it a couple of years ago that oklahoma almost lost that maybe even last year oh you almost lost to army right yeah yeah i think they took him to overtime that was yeah. great i was on the points no sweat yeah. oh yeah yeah so with those service academies chris for teams that don't play them a lot i think i think they're they're tough to prepare for when you don't see that all the time so it's kind of like georgia tech back with the triple option right it's like for mm-hmm. out-of-conference teams that don't play them that can be that can be a tough team to prepare for so all right chris did you have anything else on college football i think i'm going to be looking at uh unranked uh utah and they looked they barely snuck by oregon state i mean they should have covered but they barely it looks like they barely <laughs> snuck by oregon state beavers last week and uh you know, going against a ranked Colorado, 4-0 Colorado team. It's a smelly line. I think they're getting plus one or might be. It looks like steam's coming in on Utah. So free money, right? Home team, 9 a.m. I'll go ahead and take the Utes. I think they're going to go up and show up hard in, in Colorado. So I knew you were going to mention that. Do you want to spend a minute and just bitch about what happened to your Utah bet last week? <laughs> I was on them with you. Do you Marco want to complain, Chris? Oh, God. I, I kept texting. But I texted Cry about it. Six zero nine zero. Like, kicking it. Kicking is for losers. I should have hit up John Murray. Fourth and two from the two. They're kicking field goals. I mean, Christ's sake, Utah. Yeah. Well, that's not even as bad as what happened in the fourth quarter when they were up by 20. Yeah. They're up 30 to 10. I mean, what should have been 45 to 10 or whatever by then. And then. They're just letting they let them climb right back in it. Yeah, but the beeves, the, the beavers are they're feisty this year, and uh, you know, so that's what they did to us. But yeah, Utah blew that. I think I don't want to call it. It's not a look ahead by any means. I mean, they've only played three games. I don't think they're looking ahead to Colorado, but they might have felt they were in the driver's seat, and they just just let them back in. They're not thinking about oh, we got to cover thirteen or twelve and a half. So, do you feel better? No, fuck. I was going to say, I don't think he does. He doesn't sound like it. <laughs> Kelly, the best, one of the best things about Chris, and there really aren't very many, but one of the best things about Chris <laughs> is that he will, he will just start texting with himself in a text thread with you. So, like, I remember during that game, it was the fourth quarter. I kind of was like – I've start. done that before where I'm just, like, completely melting down. Oh, he, he does it regularly. I don't care if you respond. <laughs> <laughs> in every thread and so the best part is like when i look at my phone late at night or something or the next morning and there's like 16 in a row from chris and it's just like oh my oh, god no fuck what are they doing <laughs> can't believe it one after another after another Why it's absolutely happening <laughs> it's, it's so awesome idiots yeah <laughs> oh god all right let's take a quick break we'll come back and we'll talk some nfl because I want, I want to see if Kelly can convince Chris that something is actually smart. Because Chris doesn't listen, but we'll see what we'll try it here coming out after a break. Okay, we're back with some NFL. Kelly, Chris does not believe in teasers. I know because I'm in the group chat with him, I and don't he was mocking me, and I just completely ignored him because I know I'm smarter than he is. <laughs> I don't believe in most teasers. I believe in her. She's doing the smart way. But many people will tease up from like seven and a half to like 13 and a half. So I'm just saying, 
You know, I got a guy the other day. He's like, I've got, I think he said it last night. He said, I teased the, uh, he teased the Pats up and then he teased like the over. So he lost, I mean, look at that. He lost both. They went under to ramp. So it's like, I'm just saying, you know, there's, but Kelly's teaser one because she teased down the Rams down. Well, right. So the, the big thing, what people don't realize is that you have to tease through key numbers, three and seven. That's it. Point blank period, the end. And I only tease. So I teased the Rams last night when they were six down to a pick em. two team, six point teasers. I never this week, the squares teaser is going to be the Titans, the Saints, the Packers, somebody's going to have two of those three teams. And then for fun, they're probably just going to throw the Bucks in there because there's no way the Bucks are going to lose to the Vikings. Now, we already kind of joked about this to start the show. I think two of, the, two of four of those will lose. But, do you, but aren't those all technically through key numbers, right? Like- Correct. But I have a little bit of rules that I have put myself on as well. Like when I play a survivor pool, I don't play a road team, right? I don't like to play a divisional opponent. I have rules for things that I do and I have rules for my teasers. And in my teasers, I'm looking for one and a half to two and a half point dogs. And I'm looking for teams like the Rams last night around six, six and a half. So I can basically just get them to win at home. Mm -hmm. There's no way the saints down to a, like a one and a half on the road against the Eagles. I can see that being a one-point game. One of those games I love to just absolutely destroy John Murray about, hey, this game landed one. Mm-hmm. Then you lose your Saints teaser. Then what happens? It's just one of those things where I keep it within the parameters, and uh, I lost the teaser two weeks ago. Oh, I take that back. I lost one. I had, I had teased. So I had the football team plus 10, and then when it went to Steelers minus six and a half, I teased the Steelers down to half with the Ravens on Tuesday night. So I did lose that teaser. Um, obviously, the Steelers had ample opportunity to win that game. That sucked. But, you know, I got one side of it. But I th- thought, hey, look, I got a huge middle here, and I, can, and I can work with this. So I ended up putting the – I got pissed off and put the Ravens and down to two in a teaser with um, the good old Rams last night. But those are the kind of parameters you got to stay within. But this week, tons of great teasers. The Bears, the Steelers – the Giants were available. Now I think it's up to three. The, Red, the, the Raiders I did put in there as well, but now they're up to three. So I would not recommend it at that point. If, if, you're, if you're not buying through two key numbers, you're paying too much. Okay. Yeah, I like that. And you have good parameters on them, and that's what people don't. So my point, Matt, is that people don't have parameters on their teasers. They'll tease something that just they think is like, I'm going to take this team from seven up to 13 because there's no way they lose by two touchdowns. So that's what I'm saying. And that's like one of the worst bets you can make because we know eight, nine, 10 don't mean near as much as they used to in the NFL. 11 means jack shit. You know, these kind of things that people don't realize. You're right. Uh, th- this week, I bet a ton of people are going to have Seattle in a teaser. Should Seattle blow the Jets out of the water after losing that game? Yeah, absolutely. But... That doesn't mean they will. Uh, the Jets kind of uh, shocked a lot of people the other day. Uh, every single person that either had the, the Raiders in Survivor or a teaser better be super happy they got to catch that ticket. Yeah. There you go, Chris. Do you get it now? Maybe they'll tease like, you know, what's up? <laughs> yeah. 
It's like, will I do a no, teaser this weekend? I got to You got to You got to You got to wean me. If, into I, if it, I get right? him into bed and teaser, it's gonna lose. This is how this works. Like this is my favorite teaser we've had right? all year I'm long, like, and it's gonna lose. It's just, you just can't do it. <laughs> I'm like Kelly. I can't remember last time I had like a gnarly negative week. I'm I'm hot. I'm like I'm not gonna switch up the juju yet. I'm not gonna switch up the juju. I think nope. that's fair. If you're on a roll, keep doing what you're doing. I mean, why why try to change anything? Mm-hmm. You know what we should track, Chris? We should when Dennis does like two AM games. Let's track what would happen if you put those in a teaser. Like how, because then he doesn't win a lot of like blowout games. If he's going to win, it's barely going to win, right? Yeah, and he's taking teams that are like, what, minus five or six. So if yeah. You, yeah, if you teased them and he's barely covering those and you're teasing them way through, or even if he takes what, like a minus three and a half, right? You'd be mm-hmm. teasing up through the, the seven, but yeah. I'm not saying let's bet it, but let's let's track it and see. Let's see how it is. Now, what about totals, Kelly? Are you are you saying are you against teasing totals ever, or is there ever yeah. a time where that's like? No, 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 no. Look, VR preaches about this, and it's a very old school thing. You're you're not supposed to tease totals, especially in the NFL, because of the differences we've seen over the last however many years, right? Like in theory, if the total was this was a few years ago when we were seeing 36s and 38s like we used to people would tease the over i don't have the data on that i just know what vr always says is look the number difference because you're not getting enough points isn't worth it for the price that you're having to pay so you may win that one teaser on thursday you might have said i'm going to tease the rams to a pick them and the under up to 50 right and it would have been no sweat and you would have been like wow i'm so fucking smart and do this little teaser dance, right? But that doesn't mean that that's going to win long-term. And he has the data and analytics. I have it. I, I usually take what he says as the gospel. And uh, I, I will ask, I'm going to start to ask some of those guys about teasing totals and what is the actual math behind them, especially now that we see the totals, like sometimes high 50s, 60s. Yeah, that's, that's actually really interesting to me. As the, as the totals have become inflated, what the math behind that would be that 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 is interesting chris give me a side you like we we haven't really talked our contest picks yet i really like kelly just mentioned i think i text you guys my top three um you know there's no way the bucks lose i i lean vikings really hard just because everyone's gonna see bucks coming off a bye. Vikings can barely squeak by the Jags, barely squeak by the Panthers, lose to the god-awful Cowboys. How on earth are they going down to Tampa Bay and beating Tom Brady? I think that's a little bit too many. Um, I can see that being a close one. I even might uh, say, fuck all you idiots that are going to tease down to a pick and put it in a big dog money line. Go Vikes. But uh, And Raiders, a little overreaction. They suck, right? Can't even beat the Jets. Colts, that was a weird one. They should have probably lost if uh, Deshaun doesn't fumble. Give me the home dog Raiders. And uh, love the Niners here. I know you and I text Matt after the big win, beating the 11-0 and team, prime time. Niners getting blown out in prime time. Uh, both five and seven. Give me the Niners. How do you feel about this, Kelly? The, let's start with the Vikings and the Bucks game. 
because I can see this going a couple ways. Obviously, all the dentists are going to be on the Bucks. The public is going to be on the Bucks. Is there anything to the theory that Minnesota just had to max out effort two weeks in a row to get by Jacksonville and Carolina? They were taking overtime last week. Is that a bullshit narrative that the energy levels might be different here with Minnesota just maybe a little bit gassed going on the road and Tampa coming off a bye? I totally see what that narrative is. My problem is, is Tampa is, has just not been the same since that Saints loss. They just really haven't. This is a, a Tom Brady-led team full of talent. And looking at that line, as you mentioned, the whole world's going to be on the Bucks, and the line's not going to move. If it moves anyway, it's not moving to seven. It's going to move to six. Tampa Bay has been terrific. I know that Jameis Winston was their quarterback last year, but they've been terrible after a bye week for the last four years. They have yet to cover a game in the last four years. I'm, I'm looking towards the Vikings here. I know it's scary. Uh, I think this line is very indicative of where the bookmakers are baiting you into bet. And I think this is the absolute trap game of the week, completely a trap game. And I, I, I I'm with Chris. I think that this says sprinkle a little bit on that uh, Vikings money line. Well, yeah. And you go off the public pers- I know there, there could be that energy narrative, but that's the public perception. Oh, they went to overtime against Jacksonville. Oh, they needed Carolina to miss a field goal at the gun to get by them. So it's like, two weeks in a row now, anybody who's been laying big points on the Vikings against these bad teams are like, Ooh, that's a sketchy team. And then Chris, you're going to hammer that. I, I know that's your favorite pick. That's one of them. I just, I just like Kelly said, there's just bait there. It's like uh, everyone's thinking, Oh, the bucks can beat them by seven. I'll lay the six, six. And like she said, but I'm sure you'll see come game day. Like she said, Everyone will be on one side, but the line will come down and all the dens will go, oh, man, five, why did it go to five and a half? Oh, oh now they only have to win by six. Free, free money. Yeah. Free money. Famous last words, free money. How do you feel I about the – tell, I tell people that. I try, to, I try to explain that to people and they don't get it, that the bookmakers are not setting you up to give you free money. <laughs> Isn't it kind of incredible, Kelly, and this is kind of going off on a sidetrack, with all of the content that is out there, all the gambling podcasts that are out there, all the free information. Like you don't have to subscribe to, to learn how to bet and how not to fall for these traps. Isn't it incredible that people still don't listen and still don't think, think about that? I'm okay with it as long as they take responsibility for their own bets. Like regardless, if you listen to me, if you fade me, if you listen to you guys, you listen to – behind the bets with, you know, Doug Kazarian and listen to Todd Furman and the guys that are really smart, just take responsibility for it. That's all I care. Cause as long as you know that you're choosing to go against somebody that's, that's done a lot of research, or as long as you know that you are not paying enough attention to what's happening in the market and you're still willing to lay that, that lumber, that that's okay. You can do whatever you want. Just, I don't want to hear about it. I don't, I don't want to hear about it one way or another. And Chris, this goes back to the guy that asked or that commented, you know, we made, <laughs> we really made fun of Dennis this Sunday. And the one guy is like, don't you guys feel bad making fun of him? And, and I think I said something like, honestly, the guy's been betting like this for years and he, he hasn't taken the time to learn how to not do this. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, he told me about stories 20, 30 years ago going to Tijuana and stuff. So I know he's been hammering oh, it. If you can't I, learn after I mean, 30 years, like, I mean, Kelly's probably, I mean, look at I mean, we're same age as Kelly, right? Like we, I've learned, I've adapted. I used to lose my ass. I've, I've lost a lot in my past and I adapted. I said, you know what? This is not the way to do it. I'm going to do it this way. And it's been great. If Den, if I'm gonna, I've told him, I actually introduced VSIN to Den when I worked. <laughs> I, it was, because our car dealership has free satellite radio for all the new cars, right? So I'd be like, dude, turn it to 104, 204, whatever it is. And he's like, hey, I'm listening to the VSIN guys. And I'd get a text two hours later. Hey, give me favorite, favorite, over, over. I'm like, <laughs> wow, you must not have been listening. Like, it's like, you can only do so much to help and they you know people will ignore so does, so does Dan when he loses these games does he text you like oh that was a terrible beat when it wasn't or anything like does he yeah. have like any like complete bs excuses or he just no goes into the next? sometimes he's too busy but yeah sometimes i'll just get like a text like are you like this is ridiculous i think in the middle of the <laughs> coastal byu game he's like fucking byu this is are you kidding me and then like 10 minutes later byu second half 50 and i'm like <laughs> I feel like I asked you guys and I said, look, like, and you're like, Hey, Dennis is done. I'm like, uh, do, should I like throw some money into his like yeah. account? Like, how do, I, how do I figure out how to, uh, how to get him some funds so that he can at least can we text him and just say, can you at least tell us who you like? like you know, I was like, like a crack fiend, but in all, all honesty. I did that for you yesterday, Kelly, that I did that exact thing. I said, Hey, who do you like? Remember I texted him. I said, Hey, yeah. Rams. And he goes Rams. And then I thought, I go, okay. But he hasn't, and then sure enough, Rams first half full over. For, I was like, oh, he's firing. <laughs> that's so funny. I think that that's the funniest thing. I think my next car is gonna have to be bought from my next car from Den. Excuse me, just because I feel so bad because he may be the one paying for it. <laughs> Phenomenal. I totally. We should just all take a field trip down to his his lot, and we'll ask for Dennis. I think that would be a nice thing to do. Hey Dennis, I heard about you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> yeah, you're like, what? That must not be me. Oh my god! No, it's a different Dennis with the same picks. Don't worry about it. Chris, give me. You like the home dog Raiders? Yeah, I like them catching a couple points. I think they're they're always feisty, and uh, I think they they got caught in a bad spot. I mean, you and I were on them, you know, in our contest. I think I, they were in both contest plays, the Jets plus eight or whatever. They got in a bad spot. The Jets were hungry, and then, you know, they ended up winning. But people are going to be low on them. See the Colts with a good record, a better record, and a big road win. I just think that the Jets are going to be feisty. They need to – I mean, the uh, Raiders need a win. I think, what are they, 7-5? and five? I mean, they mm-hmm. need a, a win here. The Colts are probably going to end up wrapping up the AFC South, depending on what the Titans do. But We'll see. I'll take the Raiders. I don't like to back them as a fave, obviously, last week, but I think they're a scrappy little home dog. So. I could see that, and that was my first instinct as well. I will say this. Um, I saw some respected guys bet uh, Colts money line. Okay. That was earlier in the week, so it makes me a little apprehensive, but we'll see where this one moves to. Uh, as of right now, I'm just like, eh. Was it three? Did it tick down to two and a half or no? It was two and a half. So I put the Raiders in a teaser to eight and a half. And then I got word that they played Colts money line. I'm like, oh, God. But they laid like 140. It's 155 now. 
Okay. This is just a game I think I'm just going to stay away from outside yeah. of the fact that I just need the Raiders to lose by less than a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Seems like, or at least it feels like from just the last several weeks, the Colts are a really popular team for some of those really sharp groups. So maybe that's it. Maybe this is like their darling for the season, but like Rivers has like maybe turf toe. He's gotten through it. I don't know. Rivers has a lot of issues, but we'll we'll save those for another podcast. Yeah, (laughs) this is true. And then Kelly, how do you, do you feel like this is the time where you sell high on the Washington football organization? No, I, I am not. I think this is where you buy low on the San Francisco 49ers at three. This one's going to three and a half. Bookmakers are just waiting. Uh, football team is going to be the popular underdog pick of the week, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. the square dog. Oh, that makes me want that. I think I agree. And Chris, to Kelly's point, like, God bless Kmart, but he bets with his heart a little more than he should. And he's a huge Niners fan. And look what happened the next morning after that Niners-Bills game. Season's over. They're not going to do it. Like, everyone's down on them now. Like, they just got really taken to the woodshed by a pretty damn good team. And I'm sorry, but Alex Smith and company do not have the firepower that Josh Allen and company have. So, I assume that's the angle you're going for, too. Or, I mean, you're. it sounded like what you were saying is you really want to sell Washington after they beat the Steelers, but it's obviously both. Yeah, it's a little of both. Um, I think that uh, they had some weird plays. That game started out weird with, the uh, you know, the Bills getting stopped in the, in the red zone and the Niners, you know, got stopped in the red zone. It was a crazy game. But I think the Niners are getting healthier. And uh, the Redskins are, are decent. They've got a great D. I just don't – I think the Niners' D is going to show up um, pretty hardcore because uh, – you know, and show uh, Alex Smith. I don't know if there's any – there's probably not any bad blood anymore because he's been gone for so many years. But uh, I guess it's somewhat of a homecoming for Alex Smith. They're going to be feisty and want – one, I think, are the Niners still? Can they win out and get in the playoffs, or no? Are they out of? Can they go nine and seven and get uh, in? It's just it's, it's tough in the NFC because there's so many teams down there. Like Minnesota, NFC is, is yeah, stacked. It's yeah. crowded with Minnesota in there. Even I mean, we all know Chicago is not going to make it, but Chicago is technically still there, Ooh. and there's just a lot of teams down there, so it's tough. But we'll see. That, that might Kelly. What do you do with these really ugly? home dogs this week i see two for sure every person in the world like you talked about earlier with their teasers you've got like detroit jacksonville philly can you bring yourself to just hold your nose and and take the the points with the home dog? i know one guy here will he's gonna put on his hazmat suit and he's gonna jump right in every single one of them can you bring yourself to back those teams i mean you're really getting in front of getting in front of it if you want to fade Aaron Rodgers or fade the Saints off this huge winning streak. I think people are hearing that the Saints are undefeated against the spread without Drew Brees over the last couple seasons, and you know the Jags are the Jags. Yeah, uh, look. Long story short, I already played all three of those. I didn't play them for a ton of money. I love divisional. Um, home dogs so this week that's the lions the jags and the browns so i did sprinkle a little bit on each one of those and i just kind of like i like to bet early in the week and then if i need to get off that position i can so i didn't bet them for any significant amount 
but look, one of these big dogs on not including Monday night, because obviously the Browns are just a small uh, home dog, but one of these big dogs, the Eagles, the Jags, the Lions, one of these big home teams, big underdog home teams is going to win the game. One of them. Yeah. The, the, the idea is trying to figure out which one. Uh, doesn't look like Galladay is going to be back for the Lions. It looks like Swift may be in the lineup. We shall see. I'm leaning towards the Lions. Um, I haven't got to the window yet with that team. I, I'm all in on the Vikings. We've already established that. So whichever one of these I end up going with, I'm going to put in a two-team money line parlay with the Vikings. And I, I like sometimes I find three or four teams and I'll do two little two-team round robins. And so those are always really nice. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Lions are scary. I'd love to back the Jags. I really would. I would totally love to say, yes, Jacksonville's going to step up in this situation, you know, against a divisional rival. This is going to be great. I just I, – I can't. It's not like the Titans have anybody on deck next week. They played the Lions. The Packers just are kind of just cruising in the NFC North right now. It's not like they have anything outside of they play the Panthers next week. So these kind of whole scenarios where you're trying to find a situation, right? Because the line is what it is. If, if you pull up any algorithms or any math, it'll say the, the line should be a seven-point home dog, right? So they'll add the hook and make you pay a premium for the Packers. Same thing with the Titans, right? This line should be seven. But we know that home field advantage doesn't matter and things of that nature. So you've I'm always looking for an angle, right? Where can I find an angle or a situation to, to get me to the window on a game? Can Chris, you, I, I know you're going to dive in. Can you ask her also, remember that guy was talking shit to us about betting early and Kelly just said she likes to bet early. Can you ask her about uh, that? Because he was saying, oh, why would you do that? And it's like, well, because to get, you know, the value, it's like, does he not understand that? Like Kelly said, most people think, oh, the line might go, up no it's probably going to go down like people think they're going to get value on the dog no sharps are on our side and it's going to go down i would agree if you like a dog it's it's better to bet it early um very if it's the right side it's going to go the other way and again you can always get off these games i'm not talking about like unloading on a monday But I bet a few teasers earlier in the week, and now a few other lines have shifted my way where I can add a few more. Like I said, you know, with the Raiders being up to three, it's not really the best teaser play. The sharpest lines, and this is why you bet early. This is just the, the real answer, not necessarily this year or next year or last year. The number is the sharpest come Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. That's why you're supposed to bet early. Now, are sharp guys waiting till later in the week because of COVID news and things of that? Yes. But right. did I already bet some of these games – Earlier in the weeks, week anticipating that we're going to see some line move, sure did. And the only one we saw some line move on was the one I didn't get to the window on, and that's the Eagles. Uh, they moved a half a point, and oh, I'm sorry, and the Lions went from eight to seven and a half. So, is there any big difference between seven and a half and eight? No, of course not. But something to keep an eye on, especially like we saw football team. I bet football team plus ten early in the week. It went all the way to six. Went yeah. all the way to six. It didn't yeah. matter. But you cannot tell me that long-term, you betting that six versus me betting the 10, you're going to beat me out of 1,000 games. You're just not. 100%. Anything on some of the steam that we've – we saw a steam on the Patriots last night. That went from six to 
What did that close at, Kelly? Four. Jeez. And I thought for sure my Rams bet was dead. So I have betting with her dad and stuff like that. Her name's Ruby. She started working for me at Wager Talk. And she gave out the Titans the other day. And I was like, oh, no, that's a loser. And I was on the Browns. But she gave out the Titans at minus four and a half and Titans money line. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. And everybody's texting me. You got a teacher, right? And then she gave out the Rams last night <laughs> in the same exact situation. How can I make that a teaching moment? That's the like same thing. Yeah. The same thing happened. Yeah. That reverse line movement absolutely dropped that line before kick. So it's like this – I don't know. It's it's nuts. I knew a lot of really sharp guys on both sides. The only thing you can say is probably like you just told us. You're like, there's no way you could keep betting that and like be expect to like win long. Like you're not going to bet against reverse sharp reverse line movement and like come out on top in the long run. You know? You're absolutely right. And and you're right. That's what I have to do. But you know, then trying to explain to her that I have the Rams and a pick them from Tuesday. She's like, wait, what? You know, these kind of things are, are more in depth and uh, need to be, need to be learned by yourself over long terms as, as opposed to a short-term scenario. And then you've got to teach him that not every line move that's sharp wins. Pat's last night, Niners Monday night. That one went from oh plus God, three yeah. down to Niners even favored by one. I so had the Niners plus eight and a half in a teaser from, oh. with a couple of games from Sunday. I was sitting pretty. I felt so great. And uh, then that was all she wrote. <laughs> so it's like a catch 22 because you teach someone about reverse line movement. And then they're like, oh, okay. So all I have to do is look for the sharp line moves. And then you have to say, well, not so fast. It doesn't, it's not automatic. And they're like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do? So you're right. Yeah. These are lessons that people have to learn on their own and hard lessons oftentimes, especially when it's, when you're dealing with your own money. Well, yeah, and especially when it's a, a game where the Browns are just absolutely dominant in the first oh. half, and you know you're new to social media, and people are just complete and utter assholes. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, or Kelly. No, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm going to give her a hard time. You teach them. You say tease through the seven and the three with the Pittsburgh, and then tease up through the seven and the, the three and the seven with the Niners, and they both lose. <laughs> God. <laughs> and that'll happen. That'll yeah. happen sometimes. That'll happen. And people are going to talk shit. It's like, bro, this isn't a foolproof system. We're just telling you in the long run. Like we're telling you what to do in the long term that's going to be more likely to lead you to success. You know? That's it. Quick update before we get out of here. Chris Duke live wagered the Arizona Wildcats when they were down 14 nothing. He has them plus 20.5 and plus 37.5. Hey, Chris, your boy Kevin oh, Sumlin <laughs> is down – 63 to 7 in the third quarter. My God. Well, safe to say, a good thing I didn't live them plus 55. Oh, my God. You're potting with me, guys. This saved me money. Thank you. You get what you deserve on that one. Whatever. I'm going large on Nevada Wolfpack. Fuck you, Dan. Let's go. (laughs) Yep. There it is. Go pack. The game I had zero desire to watch, (laughs) and now I'm all of a sudden involved. All right. Well, any other ones you like on Sunday besides the one we talked about? Steelers is my best bet. Uh, I took two and a half with the Steelers and put them in every single possible teaser I could this week. Um, You mentioned uh, the Vikings. I love the Vikings. I'm going to probably be on the Browns on Monday night. We'll see. 
what happens if we get there? Definitely going to put them in a teaser. And uh, that's really about it outside of the grossest game on the board. And that would be the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, my God. I took them plus one and a half today, and I physically was ill after doing so. (laughs) You took the plus one and a half? Yes. I love it. I'll jump on that poop with you. God, it's so bad. It's, but you have to do it. You have to. It's yeah. I hate myself. Is that why I have to do it? And, like, and hate money and, and love Anthony Lynn and everything. I will say this. I know everybody hates Anthony Lynn. After watching Hard Knocks, I know that he hasn't lost that locker room. Those guys still love him. And that, that means something. Against the Falcons who can't stop a nosebleed? Come on. And the Falcons is a road favorite too. Like, let's get serious. Yeah, and the it's hardest only thing because of what we saw last week with the Pats absolutely throttle. This is what you know. What last night makes it even worse. The Pats absolutely throttling the Chargers, and then the the Pats turning around and getting throttled on Thursday night is going to make it worse for the Chargers. Oh yeah. Everybody can't wait to bet the Falcons. And the line is going to go to one, and then mm, it's going to go to yeah. a pick them, and everybody's going to bet the Falcons hand over fist. And they're going to lose. God damn it, Kelly. I got to bet the fucking bolts again. We got robbed on him two weeks ago when Den was on the Bills. And we're, did you see oh. that? Did you watch the end of that game? They make that catch. Oh. Like, oh, they're at the goal line. We're going to cover this. I had three games in the last, like, three weeks just ending the goal line stand, basically. Texans, you mentioned Deshaun Watson's fumble. Um, and then I also had the Falcons last week. They were in the red zone, couldn't – like these i mean yes so you're right the gambling gods owe us with the los angeles chargers for that bills game you're correct yeah the hardest thing about all the the anthony lynn hate is he's probably such a nice guy he's probably like the best he's like the best guy like chris Mm -hmm. i would love to sit down nice guy just throw back a a nice red with anthony lynn that'd be so fun i think it's sean mcveigh that drinks is it Sean McVay that drinks wine on Hard Knocks? That sounds right. But Anthony yeah, Lynn just so seems maybe- like a cool dude. I don't know. He's like a Coors Light kind of guy, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Coors Light kind of guy. All right, well, Kelly, thanks so much for hanging out with us again. You're very welcome, guys. And Chris, thanks for the amusement of you live betting Arizona twice. God, fade me. Fuck fade dead. Fade. <laughs> fade Chris's live bets. I love it. You love to see it. Yeah. Well, Don't Chris laugh at my it. Christmas pajamas. That's so great. You're awesome. <laughs> Bye, guys. For Chris Duke and for Kmart out there enjoying his sushi, this is Matthew James. We'll be back next time.